You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today, The Atonement of Christ. This week I'm talking to you about the four great cornerstones of the Christian faith. The divinity of Christ, the incarnation of Christ, the atonement of Christ, and the glorification of Christ. And that is the crowning glory of his life, which I will talk to you about over two devotions here this week. But today I want to talk to you about his atonement, the redemption, the propitiation, the substitute of which he gave himself to become our mercy seat, to become the one that we can run to to find forgiveness of sins and reconciliation and righteousness with God. And what I find so exhilarating, and I'm so grateful that my father, Johann Masbach, who was a phenomenal man of God, a great evangelist apostle of the Lord Jesus, that he always said Jesus came into the world to save sinners, which is a quotation from Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 1. Let me just read you that because it really is powerful how he says it in verse 15 of 1 Timothy. He says, now this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of who I am chief. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And this is who we all are. You may not always realize it, but all of us have sinned according to scripture. There's none righteous, no, not one, which you find here in the book of Romans. All have sinned, all have fallen short by the very fact that you are in a natural human body, you have sin. That is part of this flesh nature because this flesh nature came from Adam and he is the father of the natural body. The natural body came from Adam and Eve. They were the first. And out of them, all humanity came forth. And you can simply read it in the book of Genesis. It's all there. And, and all of us have come in this body of flesh. And in this body of flesh is the law of sin and death. Because one man sinned, all men died because of him. So we need a rebirth to be born of the man who did not sin, who could not sin, who never sinned, Jesus Christ, to be liberated from the law of sin and death. Romans chapter 8 says we are liberated from the law of sin and death by the law of life in Christ. But we have sinned. I right now, I've been a Christian, I've been a minister for 45 years, but I have sin in this body. Sin is no longer my master and no longer rules over me because Christ now lives in me. He rules in me. And the death, he died to sin. He died once and for us all. 
that we who receive him are baptized in water baptism in the watery grave of his death and rise from that watery grave in newness of life that as he lives, we may now live also free from the law of sin and death in the life well pleasing to God. All of these things are right here in the book of Romans. And his atonement, Christ's atonement, is so important for us to look to. And I want to read to you from Romans chapter 5 for a moment. There are so many scriptures we could choose, and many of them you, you know them. And they're dear to us and ought to be so. But here in Romans, we are reminded, and I don't ever want to forget it, I want, you see, the true spirit of Christianity is always tested in the confrontation with other people's failures. Again, the true spirit of Christianity is always tested. The true spirit of Christianity is always tested in the confrontation with other people's failures. You see, all of us are confronted with that sin nature in flesh, in one another. And how do we respond to that? If we come to that in judgment, we thereby immediately judge ourselves because we're no better than anybody else. Yes, we may not have the same failing as the other person, but we all have the very nature that causes the failure, the nature of sin. So you will be judged by the very measure you judge another. Therefore, Jesus says in Luke chapter six, judge not lest you be judged, condemn not, lest you be condemned. Forgive, give and you shall be given. Forgive and you shall be forgiven. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Overflowing shall be poured into your bosom for the same measure you meet out to others, God will meet back to you. And that is so important. That's why Jesus, when he came into the world, say, said, I've not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through me may be saved. He said that repeatedly, but famously so in John chapter three, when he talked to Nicodemus about needing to be born again. And, and so the atonement of Jesus, it's so important that we're reminded of it, that we don't forget it. Our spiritual growth will always be hampered the moment we forget or appreciate the wonders of our salvation. Friends, there's an eternal part of our Christian life that will always sing worthy is the Lamb in heaven, as you could see in the book of Revelation. In heaven, there's an eternal reminder of the amazing grace that we are saved because of the great love of God our Father revealed through His Son, Jesus. The Father throughout of all of eternity will point to you and me to show all who He is by what He has done for us through His Son, Jesus Christ. We always will stand before the Father in all of eternity to the praise of the glory of His grace, to the praise of the wonder of His love and mercy. While the first heaven and the first earth will be remembered no more, that we are loved and begotten of the Father by grace through Jesus Christ will eternally be a spiritual reality and a part of our culture and nature as saints in heaven. But look here in Romans chapter five, where the apostle reminds us, he says in verse six of Romans five, for when 
we were still without strength. In due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarce, remember, he died for the ungodly. For scarcely, listen now, for a righteous man will one die. Oh, yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God, demonstrating his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Oh, if I could take time on all these things, it's so powerful. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Think about the great love of God in that while we were yet sinners, he gave his son Jesus to die for us. If he did so much for us as sinners by giving his son to die to demonstrate his love for us, how much more now that we are his children will he do for us through the life of his son? No, my dear friends, this is the whole point of his redemption of his atonement to win our affection, to win our hearts, to get us to take a moment and look up and say, I feel so lonely. I feel such a failure. I feel no matter what I do, I can't do it right. I don't know where to turn. I don't know who to call. I don't know where to go. And you look for a moment to Jesus And you see the suffering saints crying on Calvary's cross, the suffering Savior crying on Calvary's cross, Father, Father, forgive them. Oh, my dear friend, never lose sight of Calvary's cross. Remember the old hymn, I mentioned it earlier this week. On a hill far away stood an old rocket cross, the emblem of suffering and shame can never lose sight of that old rocket cross. Yes, for the world it is a mockery, but for us it is utter redemption, utter salvation. You see, it says, it was, well, it was, um, let me start here. Oh, there it is, sorry. He endured the suffering that should have been ours, the pain that we should have borne. All the while we thought that his suffering was punishment sent by God, but because of our sin, he was wounded and beaten because of the evil we did. We are healed by the punishment he, Jesus, suffered. We are made whole by the blows he received. All of us were like sheep, that were lost, each of us going his own way. But the Lord made the punishment fall on him, the punishment we all deserved. And we can never lose sight. It is the only fundamental rock upon which I stand in my weak human nature. Oh friends, if it was, if it isn't because I took a misstep in my thinking or acting or reacting that causes me to feel that lower nature and it's 
failings and weaknesses within me and the sinking sand of my own human nature, my inability to be holy and righteous and perfect in God's sight. And I feel that sinking sand of my own human nature and I feel I'm sinking, sinking, sinking. Where can I go from from sinking deeper and deeper. I could call upon the name of the Lord for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I could say, oh Jesus, 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 you paid it all, you paid it all, you paid it all, Lord, you paid it all. Even though sin had left me stained as red as crimson, you washed me white as snow, you paid it all. And immediately the Savior who never fails to ever live to intercede, to save to the uttermost all that come to the Father through Him, draws me up by His resurrection life out of that sinking sand of my weak human nature and says, I will not fail to uphold you with my own righteousness. I will not fail to save you, for this is the will of the Father that all He has given me, I would lose none. I would lose none. You find this in John 7. Oh, what a wonderful Savior we have. And in John 10, nobody, nothing will be able to pluck you out of my hand. The jealousy of the Father is in Jesus that for the cross He bore, He has the right to save all that call upon His name. All never stop calling upon His name based upon the price He paid on Calvary's cross. Enter into the reward of the Lord. Look what it says here, one of my favorite scriptures, Isaiah 53, 11. He, Jesus, shall see the fruit of the travail, the suffering of his soul, and be satisfied by his knowledge of himself, which he possesses and imparts to others, shall my uncompromisingly righteous one, my servant, justify many and make many righteous, upright, and in right standing with God. For he shall bear their iniquities and their guilt with the consequences, says the Lord. Wow. You see, friends, this is the great redemption of the Savior, the great atonement. Jesus Christ, His atoning work is phenomenal. But let me say this to you in closing here. I do want to read you a verse here. I do want to read you a verse from Colossians in closing. But let me say this to you. We cannot stop at His atonement. We have to go on to the crowning glory of His exalted life. Because in His atonement, we see what He did for us as sinners and how through His suffering, He opened the way for us to be able to enjoy His resurrected heavenly, holy life, heavenly life. But if all you do is stay at the cross, where He died for our sins, where He bore the punishment for our sins, where He bore the wrath of God that was due us so that we can be reconciled and receive peace and receive peace with God. If you only stay there, then your life will know only the weakness of the falling nature and the forgiveness, the weakness of the falling nature and the forgiveness. And you will have a Christian life that always comes back to God with a sense of, of Forgive me, Lord, I shouldn't have said that. Forgive me, Lord, I shouldn't have done that. And that's the only life you know. And, and that is not where God would have you live. 
He does want you to live in the weakness of your fallen nature and, and have that life of, of constant, oh God, forgive me. And yes, He will never fail to forgive you, but He doesn't want you to stay there. He wants you to go on to His exalted, glorified life that as He lives in heaven, so you may live in this earth. And we're going to talk about that over the next, next two days. So let me close with this verse here from Colossians chapter, oh, let me see, Colossians 1, verse 20 through 22. And God purposed that through and by the service, the intervention of Him, the Son, all things should be completely reconciled back to Himself, whether on earth or in heaven, as through Him the Father made peace by means of the blood of His cross. And although you at one time were estranged and alienated from Him and were hostile, of a hostile attitude of mind in your wicked activities, yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God in the body of His flesh through death in order to present you holy and faultless, irreproachable in the Father's presence. Oh, what a wonderful atonement we have in Jesus. Amen. Have a good day.